Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. Hi, my name is Wendy Yates. Today, I get to speak with Lucy Ashman and Maria Westfried. Lucy Ashman is the creator of Tierra and Lava, Conscious Care with Mayan Wisdom. Maria Westfried is her right-hand woman. They make natural skincare products and sustainable packaging, including natural deodorant, diaper cream, and face serum. Lucy has created modern formulas from centuries-old Mayan wisdom and unique quality local ingredients. They want everyone to experience the specialness of the Mayan region. Lucy and Maria exemplify our connected future. Lucy is a Belize UK dual citizen with a Swiss husband and Maria is a US citizen married to a Guatemalan. They are both permanent Guatemalan residents raising young families in the multicultural 400 year old colonial city Antigua, Guatemala. Welcome Lucy and Maria. Um, I'd love to just dive right in and if you guys just want to jump in and share who you are, um, where you're from and a little bit of context of how you guys met. Okay so do you want to go fast Maria? Sure. So I'm working with Lucy Ashman, the founder and botanical alchemist from Tierra and Lava. Um, We are located in Antigua, Guatemala. And uh, Lucy and I, I I am an American citizen who has a love of Latin life and and now has a Latin family and um, do my best to bring triple bottom businesses from Guatemala to the rest of the world, of which Lucy's business is one. And uh, Lucy and I met when her last child and my first child were born. I fell in love with her bomb bomb, her natural bomb bomb product, because uh, we had had lots of diaper rash all over the world and tried everything from desitin to other naturals. And her bomb bomb was really a star. And uh, after getting to know some of her other products, I said, these are really fabulous. We need to bring this to the rest of the world. And uh, that's the journey we're on right now. We are available in the United States in Earth Hero out of Boulder, Colorado online. And um, I'll let you, I'll let Lucy tell the more interesting and exciting story of how she began to make these products. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's so great, Maria. Yeah, Lucy, we'd love to hear how you got started with your, um, with the Mayan inspired, it's a Mayan inspired product, right? The Mayan, Mayan wisdom. Tell us a little bit about your first product and how you got started. Hey, Wendy. So yes, that's right. It is Mayan inspired. I actually, well, I'm British Jamaican, but I grew up in Belize as my dad was posted there from with the arm with the British Army back when I was like six years old. So I spent all my formative years there. And Belize, if you don't really know it, is a small Central American country right next to Guatemala, um, full of Mayan culture and natural resources as well. So I grew up with all of this around me and was always inspired by it. And when I returned to the UK to do my university uh, studies, I was always determined to basically go back to Belize and not be part of the the what they call the brain drain, um, which is generally what happens people kind of hit a ceiling on in terms of what they can achieve there or what types of academic opportunities or work opportunities are and so they leave to further their education and um, many of them obviously planning to go back but develop lives outside of the country and then it becomes very difficult to go back and so my um, plan was always to go back to Belize and be able to give something back and I did return but in doing so I also met my now husband who was living in Guatemala at the 
time. And so I ended up moving to Guatemala, um, working in the tourism industry, which also gave me an opportunity to explore, to travel around the kind of lesser traveled areas in Guatemala, meet some amazing people who were working with really interesting ingredients, um, which all had some kind of Mayan heritage or culture or tradition involved, in particular with relation to Mayan medicinal um, traditions. And so this kind of combination between my tourism, between my like tourism career, um, my interest in nutrition and health in general, I, I, I also am a qualified nutritionist. <laughs> so it was always about like kind of treating the body from the inside out and from the outside in like a kind of fully holistic approach. And I became really obsessed with it, to be honest. And I was working for a hotel at the time in Guatemala and developed my first soaps. So hotels were basically my first customer um, producing signature amenity lines for them. And then that led into making soap, shampoo, body lotions, all the rest of it, which has kind of led to where, and then of course I started having kids and that's where the baby bum bum came from and all the rest of the baby products. And it kind of led into the line that we have today. And then as Maria was mentioning, we met through the bum bum around the time of my last child and kind of that's uh <laughs> that's where it kind of all blossomed if you like amazing what is your vision for the future for the next five years of tierra and lava whoever wants to field that question i can go first if you like um my vision is to get tierra and lava into like as a internationally recognized brand especially starting with the u.s um to get guatemala in general on the map as a producer of kind of beauty ingredients kind of like africa is with shea butter I feel like Guatemala has that potential to become the same with some unique ingredients that they have like the black salt and the copal and all these different types of things as well cocoa butter um, and to become hopefully by the end of five years like an employee owned company amazing so pass it over to Maria oh I just wanted to add in that um, we are riding the wave of conscious consumers that we have the product that they want they want real authentic, sustainable packaging. We've got it. They want real, authentic, natural ingredients um, that have proven scientific properties. We've got that. And so we're excited about this growing group of people that wants to buy things that were that are transparent, that they can see who made that. Um, we've got incredible small farmer family stories uh, that we love to tell on our website. And so um, we're looking forward to attracting more of those people who want authentic uh, products that work. We would also like to partner with um, niche beauty retailers. I don't know if you've heard of Credo, the detox market. I, I'm just overwhelmed with how many small, new, um, clean, green beauty businesses there are. And I, you can see these businesses partnering up with places like um, Target uh, and others to bring these things to mass market. Um, so slowly, we want to grow first in a values-aligned community. Um, secondly, internationally, to be available internationally. And then third, um, if we really could grow a mass market of conscious consumers, we're sure they're going to buy Tierra and Lava. Yeah, that's a um, really great strategy and a really great, um, really great plan. And I think it is fascinating just 
noticed in the last couple of years, how many small um, people have come and come back. I think I remember like in the, so I'm like kind of like seventies, eighties kid. So I remember like making soaps and like, you know what I mean? It kind of being like a cool thing to do, but then I feel like because of big commercialism and living like, you know what I mean? In different societies and cities and things, you kind of got away from it. And I love that it's becoming back to being an important thing, you know what I mean? And really caring about the ingredients that you're putting on your body, not just in your body. And I think that whole movement of in your body and health and fitness has now segued into skin and body care and environmental care as well. And um, I do think it's um, very much needed. I'm, I'm really happy to see the urgency. Um, I did just check out the um, hotel, the good hotel, the good hotel. Right. Yes. And um, I love that it says all businesses should be social businesses because that's definitely one of my missions behind creating my brand. And um, one of the things that we started implementing was wealth at human, which is wellness, fitness, and humanitarian travel, not uh, travel tourism or voluntourism, like I hate that word, but like, or, or missionary, but really the whole life approach, right? It's saying, what are you putting in your body? What are you putting on your body? How do you create the environment and the space in which you occupy so you can go out into the world and hold space for others? And then you travel, immerse yourself in the culture, you know, don't go to these big conglomerate places, like actually go and get involved in community and culture and find out grassroots needs and really, you know, look for um, issues and people doing things so that you can be part of solutions. And I think that's the whole social business, you know what I mean, model that um, I'm just finding so many people through this platform that are, you know what I mean, more and more. And I think if you're not seeking it out, you know, like Lucy, you seeking out these farmers and finding these ingredients and being curious and really being, you know, having a heart for, um, for, for doing good in general, without even knowing you're creating a product for good, probably in the very beginning, just to interest you, right. You had a passion for it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just love how all that um, comes together and how, when we're open-minded, and we're saying what else is possible. You guys find each other. And, um, you know, we're talking today to help continue to build um, those bridges and those networks. So um, what have been some of the challenges, if any, I know you people come knocking on, knocking on your door and you have this really great um, strategy for growth, but what have been some of the challenges in creating these types of products and building relationships or overcoming any supply issues um, that, you know, our listeners might be interested in if they're trying to create, you know, something like what you're we're, doing. Yeah. We're, so, we're saving the real story for the book. We can't tell you the real story. Okay. <laughs> to your point of the inside outside you know to me that is like that resonates completely because I um, also studied nutrition so part of like you say exactly the the kind of the community aspect of it kind of came second when I kind of discovered the people and the ingredients but in the beginning it was all about what we put into our bodies and out of our bodies and kind of like discovering uses like skincare uses for the same ingredients and the same things plant-based <laughs> I'm kind of technically vegan that we use for being healthy inside you know so the whole kind of like um and for things to be for the skincare products to be kind of like yummy enough to eat <laughs> almost and that was kind of my motivation for quite a while like making really delicious products that are good for you so you don't have to compromise because I remember when I first started it was all about you know a lot of the natural products you almost felt like you had to kind of compromise and um, let go of some of the luxurious kind of feel or expectations that you might have from your regular products in order to use them but you feel good about using them and I wanted to still have products that were enjoyable to use so that was kind 
kind of where that came from. But to get back to your point there about the challenges in terms of supply, um, the key thing is that obviously our farmer families tend to be small suppliers, right? So um, there's a limited amount that maybe that they do at the minute or that they can do at any one point in time. And because we are also starting out and relatively small, we can't guarantee them a demand for them to produce more yet to say, okay, if you could produce 10 times the amount, you know, we'll be able to use it. We can't really guarantee that yet so that is going to be um, probably a challenge in the near future just to kind of like bridge those two together because we know that there's the resources we know there's people to do them but it's just kind of making sure that they're there at the right time so that all the pieces fit together and another one of our biggest challenges is not in terms so much of the supply but in terms of logistics we are obviously in Guatemala and getting products from here to the U.S. And then once in the US into the hands of our customers is a bit tricky and is rife with challenges of its own. Um, and we are kind of finding <laughs> the pieces of the puzzle that fit together. But again, well, even even the US post office isn't um, as reliable as it once worse. was. I was just uh, reading an article about it's that. the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want this message on my pocket. Literally, if the post office is seeing, get it together because I literally buy is going to the post office or dealing with shipping anything through the post office. So totally get it. Oh, yeah. um, well, at the but at the same time, Amazon has driven this expectation of no shipping charges mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, Amazon can be, oh, uh, you know, we, we both use it sometimes when necessary. I'm not going to say that we never use it. And I think they've done some wonderful things in organizing supplies. Um, but I think that one of the wonderful things about the growing conscious consumer market and particularly Gen Z is that they're willing to pay for quality. They know that, you know, why is this deodorant $6? I'm not going to pay $22. And transparency, right? Yeah. Yeah. They think that's crazy. Well, no, it's not crazy. Not when you've paid the guy fairly to make it. Not when you're not making it in plastic that's going to sit in the belly of a whale. I mean, all those, all those things, that's what you get for cheap. And so this willingness to spend a couple more dollars to get a quality product with natural ingredients that aren't going to harm your body, that aren't, that its packaging is not going to harm the environment. That's important that people are willing to step up and pay for quality. Um, And, you know, that, that market is slowly growing. We've had people say, well, why don't you just throw it in plastic for now? Or why don't you just stick some filler in there? And we're, (laughs) we're just like, no, that's not what we're doing. (laughs) We're, we're educating you. We're educating people that we can make a quality product. And yes, we're going to need to pay a little bit more for that, but it's the right way to treat people. It's the right way to treat our shared earth. And that's, that's, that's what we're doing. And we we're pretty convinced that we can bring people to that vision of the world. I would agree a hundred percent with you. And I think that as a parent also, uh, and just end with technology, you know, there's a lot of negative comments on technology and kids being in technology, but really it's allowed them to explore and research and find out more information. And because of that experience over things is a bigger priority. It has become a bigger priority for me. You know what I mean? Again, being raised in an American culture that was kind of like bubbles, you know, I grew up as a military kid and we, while we traveled around just as a kid, I wasn't really exposed until I became an adult. And then I would travel and I would say, why am I just going here, taking up space, creating waste? But I had to like, 
think of that for myself because it was only what you were taught. I was raised in a Catholic school, so I wasn't really taught about the world. I was taught about religion. You know, um, there was a lot of subjects I didn't even, I never like history, like religious history. Yeah. But any other history was like not taught to me until I was like 16, 17. And so I think with technology, it actually has brought that like there's a whole world, you know what I mean? And these next generation, we want them out there exploring and engaging and you know what I mean? Realizing that we are global citizens. And I think um, that what you're saying is totally true. And um, I'm on a mission to help encourage that as well. And with Wellfit Human, that's kind of why that came about is I was like, I don't want to, I'm always looking for ways to get involved in the community, but getting kind of roadblocked, right? Because they're like, who are you? And you know, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm just trying to help. So creating a foundation and partnering with people creating products and other um, people that are creating adventures, like what uh, Lucy's husband is doing is sort of, we've been working on to help kind of expose an existing generation to like, this is, you know, it's time for you to think differently um, and to get on board with the future generations. And so um, congratulations to keeping that message at the heart and foundation and staying true to it because um, I know uh, that that could be difficult to challenge to constantly be educating people on the same message when you're like, can't you see what's going on? Why <laughs> can't you just get it? But, um, they, but they do see what's going on. If you go to the beach, you're going to find trash. Yeah, if you do I know. Family, you're going to find cancer. So yeah. these things affect everybody. We know we have, well, not everyone um, in our government, in our last government would admit this, but we, we have an environmental issue that mm-hmm. requires cleanup. Doing business the same is not a a possibility. We absolutely have to make a turn in how we're thinking about these things. And cheap cheap products, you know, you you get something that came all the way from China that sits in your hand for $3. There's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I agree. (laughs) um, So we're we're trying to um, share that we are all connected and that that connection um, is what makes us human uh, and sharing a piece of the Mayan world with the rest of the world is what we'd love to be able to do while creating impact here at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys fall totally in line with our whole mission, um, not just on this podcast, but for me as a human um, and just all the other people that we invite to talk to. And that's kind of the goal is to sit, have more people out there saying what you're saying and trying to get more people to hear it. The people, like you said, yes, they do know it, but they turn a blind eye to it because they don't want to like have an active. It's, you know, it's not even like a big thing that everyone has to be doing these crazy big things. It's just really being intentional and thinking about everything. Every dollar you spend does impact the world. And so, um, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm really behind your mission hundred um, percent. So um, one of the things we kind of touched a little bit about this, but I do like to, even though it's a little cheesy mindset, everybody's mindset, this mindset that I think shifting people's mindset is still really important and really valuable. And I think in different phases of what we're going through and growing and doing in our lives, I know that I'm always like, okay, what's my mindset today? You know what I mean? Like what, where can I be in place? that aligns with my purpose and my values, my mission, and that might be different from day to day. So I do like to share with our listeners, you know, from our um, guests, what's on your mind right now? What's a mindset that helps to keep you um, on track in your purpose? Again, I, I know that evolves and change. So if, if you guys want to share a little bit about kind of where you're at and, and thinking beyond, I know you've shared so much about your mission, but um, a nugget people can take away and like apply to um, their lives today. Um, just that for me, myself anyway, that social enterprise is the way forward. You know, it's that doing business doesn't have to mean 
that profit comes first and foremost, but that people do. And that just by working in that way, there will be a profit anyway, <laughs> if yes. you know what I mean. But just that it'll be more equitable, <laughs> more mm-hmm. fair, and that you can do business in a way that makes you feel good about your role in the world. Um, that's my general mindset. Maria? Thank you. Sorry, I have a crying child in the background. I'm hoping you can't hear. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I think that um, I, I never believed the phrase, it's just business. Um, I don't I don't understand that. What does that mean? That means that, you know, I have a right to screw you financially to get what you need. We're, no, there's not a business in the world that shouldn't be about people. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I believe that all, all businesses are social businesses, like you read with the good hotel and slowly, slowly we're shifting that way as we realize, um, also the phrase getting ahead. I don't think you can really get ahead if you're leaving someone behind. (laughs) So being conscious of these things, um, I think is very important. There's never been, and I think COVID really exemplifies how connected we really, really all are. And I hope that as a world, we'll start owning that more. Um, I think that's, that's the mindset I'd like to be that that your actions affect the world, even if you think it's just you, what you buy, what you say, um, all those things are important. Thank you guys both for your time. Okay, great. thank you so thank much. You. Okay, Bye. take care. Bye. It was really exciting to speak to uh, Lucy and Maria and see their synergy and their alignment with the design-driven life and Abigail Lee's brands, um, including Wealth That Human, to be socially conscious in everything that you do and that the products that you buy and the decisions that you make and the way you treat people um, really have a ripple effect on the world. So my challenge with this week's episode is to think about how your business is being a social business. If you own a business, if you don't own a business and you are um, a human consumer out there in the world, think about how your consumption should be a social consumption. Think about how your spending should be a social spending. Think about how your giving should be a social giving. So to do well and be good is our brand mission. But my challenge is no matter if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be doing these big, crazy things, but you can make socially conscious decisions every single day. So my challenge this week is to think about all of your decisions and think of which ones are socially conscious and which ones um, you sweep under the rug and turn a blind eye to. So thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.